Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. And welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Samoa puts up their hand to host the Pacific Games and double success for Fiji. They've qualified for the Rugby World Cup and the knockout rounds at the Netball World Youth Cup. But first, Dipak Patel's three-year stint as Papua New Guinea cricket coach has ended abruptly, with his contract terminated a month before it ended. The former New Zealand international had been in charge since 2014, leading the Barramundis to their first four-day and ODI victories and 16th place in the World T20 rankings. His contract was due to expire at the end of next month, but he says a new deal had been agreed to before Cricket PNG informed him his tenure was over. It's very disappointing, certainly for, from my perspective. You know, I, I certainly had some future plans uh, working with the Barramundis. But the decision taken by the CEO and the board is different to what our discussions were for. The fact that there had been talk of an extension, is it fair to say then that yourself and, and I guess PNG Cricket in general were happy with the performance of you as head coach and of the Barramundi's team? I would like to think so. I've never been told or given any reasons that we weren't performing that well. I think the results themselves speak for themselves as well. So... It's a bit messy, but yeah, the decision's been made and I've got to move on. Is it clear to you yet why they've opted to go another way? Again, like I said, I haven't been given anything in writing in an official letter or anything. It was just a, a couple of phone calls and a couple of emails, sort of uh, very vague, citing that you know I, I, I do have a few things that I need to take care of at home. Uh, so I needed to be uh, back in New Zealand for health reasons, one of my family members. But I've made it pretty clear that the time span that I needed to be, that a lot of it was up in the air purely because of timing issues and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, the, the extension that was presented to me, I, I certainly put two conditions in place which were very realistic, uh, nothing untoward. Um, but, um, yeah, they, they've... Uh, They've given me reasons that, uh, you know, because I, I was going to be away from cricket PNG, uh, that they, they couldn't afford to continue um, with my contract, which is, uh, uh, I, I don't think that's uh, that's right, because I think they've got it all wrong. And so your contract, as it stands, expires next month? Yes, it does, yeah, end of August. But uh, they had presented me uh, an extension till the end of December, which I was very happy with, and I actually agreed on it. And the CEO and the chairman agreed on it too. So this is where it, it starts to leave a very sour taste in my mouth anyway. Having worked with these people for two, three years, you, you build up relationships. Um, is it hard to accept that, I guess, in such a short space of time that can kind of crumble? Oh, most definitely. You know, I'm very passionate now about PNG cricket and PNG people in particular. I've got a great affection for them, and I really do admire what the, what they've been able, to, what they've achieved you know, under the limited resources that are available, not only to myself as the head coach, but to the players. 
to achieve what they have done to date and what they could do is two different things. And that's the most dis- disappointing part, certainly from my perspective, and I'm sure it is for the players themselves. What is your fondest memory of your, your time with the Barramundis and, and Cricket PNG? Oh, the memories that sticks out the most to me. I, I've coached all around the world and played all around the world. But they're such hard-working people. Uh, I don't think I've ever coached at any level, international, first-class, school cricket. They're just hard-working athletes, uh, which is very unusual. They just love playing cricket and working hard to become better. That's what stands out to me the most. And um, you know, and, and I, I felt that we were heading in the right direction and, and making them more professional. And what did you still want to achieve if, if you had stuck around and, and been there for another year or so? If you look at not only the, the, the results that we were getting playing international cricket, but it's, it's, all, it's also the individuals. A lot of the batsmen are getting more hundreds. Uh, uh, bowlers are starting to take five wicket hauls, and, and our fielding was just exceptional. Uh, I think that all around the world, wherever we've played cricket, the Borough Mondays have excelled in the field. The athleticism and some of the skills they display in the field is, is phenomenal. So those are sort of things that really stand out for me as a coach. And I, I, when I get back to New Zealand, I talk to a lot of my ex-cricketing mates and sort of listening to me talk about the players in PNG and they're saying there must be something special, which they are. And I suppose my ultimate goal was always to one day to bring them to New Zealand uh, and show the New Zealand public how, how good these cricketers are, which, uh, unfortunately, it isn't going to happen. And you came in charge uh, at a unique time. You're the first full-time head coach of the Barramundis, and, and the players obviously became full-time contracted players uh, at, at the same time as well. So, uh, you know, quite a unique and monumentous moment in, in the history of cricket in PNG. Yeah, there was a lot of sort of historical moments, you know, winning our first ever four-day international, our first ever ODI. So, you know, you could carry the list on. But, you know, where, where it's, it's uncomfortable is that what these guys could and will achieve uh, under the right guidance. And I just felt we were heading in that direction. And uh, it's a shame that uh, they've taken this decision at a very crucial stage where the Borough Mondays got the potential of ending 2017, the 13th ranked team in the world. And if that's the case, and if the proposal the ICC are talking about of a future uh, ODI Global Series, it's the top 13 teams. So that's where the decision-making becomes even more weird in, in, in many ways. Is there any dialogue between the two parties now? Is is there any hope of this being worked out? Oh, I'd like to think so, but probably not. Um, I don't know. You know. I'm a big believer in never isn't the word that I like to use. Yeah, maybe in the future, I, I certainly would be in different circumstances. Love to go back and and certainly uh, work with the players and, 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 and the organisation because the potential is huge in PNG. Uh, there's no question about it. When exactly were you informed that the contract offer, the extension, wasn't? Probably about 10 days ago. So I didn't really have a lot of time to... Yeah, I suppose it didn't really sink in. It didn't, didn't give me that opportunity, to be honest with you. The fact that I was just given a week's notice to terminate my contract. Obviously, they had... Uh, another uh, coach uh, uh, in mind uh, and probably the coach was already had agreed to, to take over. Again, like I said, I'm not sure what the, the procedure was, but I would have probably liked a little bit more time to just say goodbye to the players. Uh, you know, they're very special to me uh, and they'll always be very close to me. Certainly, I've left with some very fond memories.
Do you know what's next for Deepak Patel? No, I haven't, to be honest with you. I've certainly had a few phone calls, which is very nice. Yeah, it's just a matter of me now sitting down and, and reflect and, 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 and try and sort of get some sort of feedback. So what, what, what is out there for me? And, and it's just putting a few feelers out, I suppose, and, and see, see where we get to. That's the former PNG Barramundi's cricket coach, Deepak Patel. The Samoa government has thrown its support behind a bid to host the 2019 Pacific Games. The Pacific Games Council confirmed last week it would formally terminate the host agreement with Tonga after the deadline passed for the government to recommit its support. Samoa's Prime Minister Toileipa Salele Malialinga Oi said in May that his country was keen and always stood ready to host international sporting events. The Sports Minister Luau Kaneti Seal said that desire remains. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have mentioned it before that uh, we had a cabinet meeting and uh, our prime minister was uh, raising the, the issue. So we had to wait for the tongue and uh, for the declaration whether they can uh, go ahead and, and host it. But uh, it seems that they have come up with a decision that they can't cope with it. So, uh, yes, of course, and uh, we're, we're, we're really interested in hosting it. And that is if the Pacific Council is giving us a chance. I have uh, already uh, talked to Patrick, which he is the president of our uh, national sports, in a way, and he said that uh, he, has, uh, he has already talked to his uh, fellow uh, partners and uh, those guys that are with their level, and he has already indicated to them that uh, we are interested. And yes, of course, we've got facilities as uh, we just finished uh, Commonwealth Youth Games here recently. So our facilities are there, so I don't see any reason why we just can't host it. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed, hopefully, that uh, the Pacific Council will give us a chance uh, this time. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, some of the countries also uh, are interested in, in hosting it, but hopefully that uh, they'll uh, give uh, Samoa a chance. So you don't think it would take much at all for Samoa to host these games? You've got all the facilities. Is there anything you would need to build or...? I think we do have some, uh, you know, to fix it up, a little bit of pieces, but uh, mainly the infrastructure is there. So I don't think we have that uh, much to uh, <clears throat> to go through. We've got facilities. Uh, it's just small pieces and pieces to, to put it together so, to, to make sure that the games can uh, flow well. So cabinets on board, they're keen for it. The Prime Minister's keen for it. The Olympic Committee is keen for it. Uh, have you got any feeling for, for what the mood is of the public? Are they people you've spoken to? Are they interested in, in the country hosting? Yeah, I just read the media, you know, always the media, coming on the opposite side of doing things. But, you know, as we, the policymakers and, and the cabinet, that uh, we are looking into things that are uh, for the betterment of Samoa. So... Already, and, and you think this would obviously be benef- this would benefit Samoan sport and, and Samoan youth? Too. I would say so. I would say so. Because, uh, yeah, we will be down in, in every sport, and uh, probably this is another a way of uh, lifting our sports to the other level, you know. That's the Samoa Sports Minister, Luau Kaneti Seal. Fiji's become the first Pacific Island country to qualify for the 2019 Rugby World Cup after beating Tonga 14 points to 10 in Nuku'alofa at the weekend, with one direct passage to Japan still up for grabs. The visitors trailed 10 points to 3 with less than half an hour remaining at a sold-out Tefaiva Stadium before Leonit Nakarawa dotted down and Ben Volavola slotted two penalty goals to secure a hard-fought win. The Flying Fijians coach John McKee says securing the top qualifying berth 
was their key focus this year. Yeah, very pleasing to nail that one on the weekend and certainly, you know, it's been quite clearly our goal for this uh, whole campaign is to secure that Oceania number one spot and, and we've managed to do that with our win on the weekend. Probably not occupying your immediate thoughts, but uh, you're obviously in Pool D with Australia, Wales, Georgia and uh, either Canada or Uruguay, so, you know, something you can start planning towards now? Certainly, yeah, we'll focus on this week. You know, the, the PNC is still up for grabs, so we, we need to uh, get a win in Samoa to make sure that we retain the, the Pacific Nations Cup. But certainly, yes, um, very pleasing now to be qualified and know, know what the pool draw looks like and, and start our planning. We've still have two years to go, and, and it's really important that we, that we utilise this time very well to build our squad and build our, you know, all the support around all-important 2019 Rugby World Cup and, you know, and I think we can really go with a goal of getting out of the pool stages and into the playoffs. Speaking of tough matches, it wasn't easy at Tafaiva Stadium. 14 points to 10, nice and close there. Uh, a different atmosphere, a, a different experience playing Tonga in Tonga. Uh, how hard was that one for your team? Oh, look, we always know we were going to be in for a, for a tough battle here. But, you know, I don't think it would ever be an easy win in, in time, especially when, you know, the Kalatai haven't played at home for a number of years. So, you know, they were highly motivated and had, had a big support behind them. But, you know, credit to our players, you know, we withstood the, the physical onslaught and, and, and at times played uh, quite well in the game, scored a nice try. And the disappointing thing is we probably left a couple of other opportunities on, on the field with, uh, with turnovers at the wrong time. But, but no, it was, a, it was a very competitive game and, and there was a lot of ball movement, surprisingly enough, for the, for the scoreline. There was actually quite a lot of attacking play from both teams. The job is not done yet. You've got a match at Apia Park this weekend against Samoa. They obviously still want to get back into that number two spot to confirm their spot at the World Cup. Tonga, even though they're not playing, are still they're currently second and, and can qualify if results go their way. And, of course, the Pacific Nations Cup for 2017 can still be won by all three countries. For us, we know we, we've got one focus now is to try to win the Pacific Nations Cup and then somehow you know, a bit of pressure there around the Rugby World Cup qualification. So we, we know, you know we're going to be in for another... Very, very tough battle there, and you know, it's just going to be difficult to overcome the Samoan team. But you know, I'm confident with the group of players we've got, and, and you know, the confidence that we bring from their success throughout the campaign thus far will put us in a good place to be um, fully prepared for a top performance next weekend. That's the Fiji rugby coach, John McKee. Fiji are through to the quarterfinals at the Netball World Youth Cup for the first time. The Baby Pearls thrashed Grenada 74-23 in Gaborone, Botswana to make it three straight wins and build on earlier victories against Trinidad and Tobago and Wales. Head coach Vicky Wilson says her players have performed brilliantly. Very happy camp. You know, that win put us into the, the top eight for the first time. So exciting times for the girls, but I was particularly pleased that we were able to score that many goals because that's been an area that we've tried to address over the last few months, trying to keep possession and keep the goal rate you know, ticking over. And uh, a match against England uh, next up, and, and that will determine who, of course, will finish top of the group. And if you do that, I guess you potentially avoid uh, an extremely tricky uh, first-round knockout match. Yeah, but uh, I think it doesn't matter who we play. I've just been watching very closely Uganda, Botswana and Jamaica. And, uh, you know, that's three. All of them are all very, very tough. So it'll come down to the Jamaica-Uganda game tomorrow as to who would be first or second in their pool. So either one would be extremely tough. Botswana would probably be 
very, very tough because you're playing here in front of our home crowd and they are just so loud. But uh, first things first, take on England. Another big step up for uh, my girls. You know, it's going to be a big challenge for them because, you know, England are a very slick side. They are pretty sharp with their movement and their ball placement and they can run out of game. And uh, that's the challenge, being able to just stick to that consistency and make some good decisions under pressure. In theory, there's no pressure on you because you're in the quarterfinals, but uh, it means you don't have that in the background. You can just focus purely on this game, and I just, get, you know, just sort of give it your all and, and see what happens. It is a good test for everyone in the team, so you know I'm hoping that we can give everyone a taste of what it's like to play against England. So you know we go out there to win, but uh, you know it's a different type of game than what we played against, particularly the Caribbean style, and uh, you know, also playing Wales. So. Uh, they've got a very strong mid-court and they do a lot of work in supplying their shooters and their placement is very good. And defensively across the, you know, the centre wing defence, again, they're very strong as well. So we'll have to keep working very hard and keep those really offers coming. And perhaps that's an area in our game where you know, I've tried to address that. If you covered, you know, you have to go again and it's that really offer that continuous movement. So we'll just see how it goes. Yeah, that other pool, though, uh, Uganda, Botswana, Jamaica. I mean, Cook Island had played very well considering the illness they'd had in the camp uh, in the first couple of games, but, you know, well beaten by Uganda. And, and you know, as we've already discussed, Botswana playing so well at this tournament with the home crowd, etc. Uh, that pool is, uh, you know, a, a tough one. Oh, it certainly is. And the crowd are just amazing when Botswana play. But uh, the Uganda-Botswana game... That was uh, it was interesting to watch because once you um, you know establish a lead on Botswana, it takes the crowd out of out of the equation. So I think that's the secret to it. And Jamaica stretched out the lead to about four goals, but they just could never push on and pull away from them. And unfortunately, we couldn't watch the last quarter. Sort of like to have seen what happened and how they uh, got back into the game. That's the Fiji Under Twenty One netball coach Vicky Wilson, and that's the world in sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.